Hey everybody, thanks for joining us on Here's the Deal. I'm Adam. Hey, and I'm Paul. And our guest today is Mark Evans, aka The Deal Maker. Mark is uh, from Ohio and Florida, splits time, and uh, is an entrepreneur, a best-selling author. Uh, he's been in software, he's been in nutrition, he's been in all kinds of businesses. And um, Mark grew up in a small town in Ohio like us, uh, and back then, folks told him they weren't sure he was going to graduate high school. Instead, he had his first two businesses he showed them. by uh, 19, and he's really taken off since then, so excited to have Mark today. Yeah, as you'll find out here in our podcast, Mark is a gigantic hustler. That's one of the things that attracted us to him, was uh, trying to surround ourselves with people that um, are always chasing big things, and Mark is going to do that. He'll talk about it on our podcast, what he's up to now, uh, what his plans are for the future, and how he's not going to slow down. Right. And, uh, you know, Mark shares some of his perspective and some, some uh, insights that have helped him achieve that success. He focuses on setting up systems and focuses on data, not drama, setting up a strong team and uh, focusing on, on supporting those team members. So uh, we're happy to have uh, Mark here today. Right. And without further ado, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. A podcast with Paul and Adam, the Vincent brothers, all about deals how they work, why they work, and the people behind them. So, without further ado, here's the deal. Hey, I'm Paul. Hey, this is Adam. And uh, we are on Here's the Deal. Uh, it's a podcast talking about deals, and uh, today we have the deal maker. Um, you might see him on the internet everywhere, perhaps, uh, and maybe even in person, because he does that too. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Mark Evans, he's here, very uh, kind enough to join us, and um, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. Yeah, thanks for coming, Mark, appreciate it. Uh, we've been Welcome working with Mark a little bit about, uh, he's got a bazillion different ventures, and we're, uh, you know, we're very happy that we're getting to help him with one of them, so anyway, yeah. um, with that, Mark, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you got going on? Yeah, well, now what I got going on today is a little bit different than what I had going on 23 years ago, but... <laughs> Right. You know, I'm involved in a lot of different types of companies from media, real estate, supplements, and uh, marketing, all those different environments. Really, all of us, that's what you guys are doing right now, we're really in, mar every business is in marketing and Always sales. Yep. What's on the backside is really the product. So it could be a lawyer, it could be real estate, it could be a bottle of water service, it could be a bunch of things. I do think that's where a lot of people get in trouble. They, they focus so much on the tactical product that they forget to sell it. They forget to learn how to grow what they're trying to really do. Yeah, yeah that's really good. And, and I think one thing you do really well that if anybody follows you is you know how to scale. Like you get an idea and then it's like, okay, an idea is okay. But if you can only sell one at a time, it's really not that great of an idea. So, you know, a very important piece to that is how do I make this, you know, 4X, 10X, 1000X, whatever it is. So. Yeah, I think the reason is, is our mindset, right? Like the way we're all designed is we don't want to mess up. We don't want to fail. And I think scale with scale does come some issues. You're going to outgrow your marketing department. You're going to, you're going to lose money on deals. You're going to lose, you know, team is going to fall apart. You're going to break things. Yeah. Um, I'm all about breaking things fast. Um, truth is you guys are helping me on a venture. I've had one on for two months. We haven't even got the paperwork done. Yeah, it's you not know? even ready. It's not even ready yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even ready yet. So it's like, you know, you know, most people are trying to, you know, dot their I's, cross their T's and, you know, spend three years doing all this hard work up front before they even know if it's a real product or opportunity. And then by the time they do take action on it, 14 people's already doing it and they become watered down. So I think that's always been a big thing for me is just kind of get in there and get going, you know? 
Yeah, for sure. And in that, in that, you know, in that new venture you got going, I mean, you, you've learned so much, I'm sure in the first two months that when you first were kicking it off, I mean, you know, you wouldn't even have put it together. Like it will be, you know, going forward. Yeah. Yeah. That's how my whole life's been. <laughs> that's right, man. One you deal know. That's right. Yeah. Well, it's like a relationship though, right? When you meet your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever you're out into, you go on the first date, like it, it, things change, right? You got, you don't know how it's all going to come out. You know, you're going to show up consistently. Typically that's the goal anyways. Right. And you're going to, you know, you know, navigate the process through by being present. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know what we don't know. Right. Until you get in there. And, and, and that's the problem is people get, don't start and then they can't start learning those things and, and adjusting and doing all those things. Yeah. I think that's probably, that's kind of the goal of our little podcast here is like, letting people see behind the curtain and being like, Oh shit, that's it. You know, it's just, uh, you know, it's like, Hey, Mark Evans, uh, he's wholesaling and he does just what I do, but I'm only doing it one deal every six months. He's doing 50 deals a month, you know, and then it's like, you look behind the curtain and, um, and that's really it. So, you know, that's kind of the goal of what we're doing. Yeah. So speaking of which, uh, uh, peel back that curtain a little bit for folks who don't know what wholesaling is. Let's say yeah. someone hasn't even heard that term. Uh, can you give them a, a quick summary of wholesaling? <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, again, wholesaling is a piece of our division. I think everyone should have wholesaling in their model. And you're a part of this world no matter what, if you know it or not. If you ever shop, you're in a wholesaling environment, right? The wholesalers sell to the grocery stores. They wholesaled it to them for $1.60 and they made $0.40 cents on the fee. <clears throat> Same thing with real estate. You find a deal, it's worth hundred grand a day. You buy it for $50, you, put 20, you sell it for $60. And now the investor that bought it is either going to fix it up and retell it, fix it up and rent it. I mean, whatever they do is on them, but your job is to kind of work out a good deal for all parties to create a win-win situation, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And it's funny because it kind of goes back to mindset and, and what we mentioned just a minute ago. And I think it's kind of a nice segue and how we, you know, heard of you as one of your, you know, bazillion books. How many books have you read so far? What number? Uh, nine. Nine, nine books. books. I don't think I've got 11 I got two more coming out here this year, but yeah, I got nine right now. That's solid. So anyway, the first book we read was that 10 minute uh, business owner, right? And that's all about mindset. And, and one of the things, you know, that we identify with you a lot about is uh, where you come from is very similar to where we came from. You know, we grew up yeah. in a town with, you know, um, not that diverse of grownups and not that diverse of opportunity. And, um, when we, when we kind of ventured out on our own, you know, we went to college and went to law school and stuff like that, which was unusual for where we grew up, but there's just so many things out there. When you get exposed to um, the, the types of businesses out there, you get to, you get to see like, wow, is there a lot of money? Is there a lot of opportunity out there? So can you tell our listeners a little bit about your background, where you grew up? Yeah, man. Oh, appreciate it. Yeah. I grew up in a small town of 666 people um, an hour East of Columbus, Ohio. You know, I barely, Barely graduated high school. You know, I'm not, I'm not bragging about that. It's just reality. <laughs> right, yeah. I never went to college. It just was never in my, you know, thought process. I just was never a school structure guy. I just wanted to get out and do, um, you know, but I was actually there yesterday for my dad's 60th birthday. So we were out yeah, walking. Happy birthday. My dad. Thank you. Thank you. I took my dad out for a walk and uh, to keep him moving. I keep telling him, I'm like, you're either going to be walking or I'm going to be pushing in a wheelchair, but we're going outside today. Um, but I walked around the town I grew up in. My parents still live in the house. I grew up in a trailer court until I was 10 years old. Um, and then they bought the house they still live in today for my aunt and uncle. And um, again, I'm not knocking the area because it's my hometown, but it's 
it's going backwards. You know, it's almost like they're stuck in time where they're still talking about the same people, still talking about the same situations. People are living paycheck to paycheck. And, you know, it's the struggle is like in their mind is real. And as I was walking yesterday, like, and people just don't take pride in certain things. Like I think they should like mow your lawn. It doesn't take money to have a nice clean lawn. It doesn't take money to have your property put together. Like to me, it's always been a big deal as since I can remember, honestly, like my parents always, you know, kept things nice. Um, even if we didn't have much financially speaking, but as I'm there, you know, I'm sitting there walking around thinking like, Oh my God, how lucky am I to be out of this place? Yeah, sure. um, you know, it's a different world. I mean, I, I'm not saying this in a negative way. It's just different. I have zero desire to be there to talk to the, like, there's just no one's going anywhere fast. Um, and they're nice people. It's not like they're not nice people. It's just like, but there's so much in life that we can accomplish. Um, it's almost like that they're in like a fishbowl and they can't get out. Sure. You know, it's almost like there's like these false walls around this fishbowl. And it's like, guys, heads up, you know, you can come over here. It's okay. You know, you'll be fine. But um, it, it's very interesting. And like I said, I was walking there yesterday for 45 minutes and I was just like, oh my gosh, how, how fortunate I am today. And then fast forward, you know, I live in Shaker Heights, Ohio, which is outside of Cleveland. And then, you know, for four months a year and then over in uh, Parkland, Florida, the rest of the time, my wife and I has been able to travel and do all this fun stuff. But, you know, you realize how big the world is when you actually get out of your, oh, your environment, your little bubble. Yeah. So how'd you, uh, what, what was it that sparked you kind of getting outside those walls? Um, you must've been a hustler right out of school. What, what, what happened there? Yeah. You know, honestly, I was so afraid of what I knew. I didn't think about what I didn't know. Right. I see a lot of people stuck like fear of what if I was more a fear of, holy shit. I know what if I know what's <laughs> happening. Like I'd rather have the unknown than the no one, to be honest with you. I was so afraid of like, this is what I'm going to wake up to the rest of my life. Hell with that. Like, there's no way it's happening on my time or my dime. Um, but I, I mean, guys, I can remember 10, 12 years old, like, you know, I was shoveling snow. I was mowing lawns. I was, you know, delivering papers. I was working at a little uh, uh, ice cream shop my aunt and uncle and my parents had together, kind of a little hometown thing. You know, like, I just wanted to work. I wanted to, like, better myself. Um, I never knew about reading books, honestly. I never read a book until I was 18. Totally, man, yeah. Um, ever. I didn't not and not even the fiddler on the roof or what I don't even know the names of them, but uh, <laughs> I think that's awesome. that might be one. <laughs> um, but once at 18 years old, I read, you know, think and grow rich. I didn't realize other books existed that could help me expand my mindset. For sure. You know? right. And I think everyone is the, the truth is now we have these amazing devices in our hand that you could watch these videos or listen to these podcast shows. Guys, we never had the stuff available. Oh my gosh, man. Imagine, imagine if you were, imagine like being a 15 year old, you could start businesses now as like a 12 year old and you could be making tons of money right out of the gate. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. And no one would know. You could be a no multimillionaire by the time you're 18 years old. Yep. I, I, like, literally no one would know. because No one cares, truthfully. No one cares about what you look like, about what, how old you are, what you stand, they, they, as long as the product's there and you're marketing to them and you're offering a great deal, they're in. They don't care. Yeah. No more gatekeepers, man. Like when we were kids, just like with you, it was like, I had no idea there was like personal, you know, development books or like, you know, thinking rich, what the hell is that? You know, when I, where we grew up and it's funny, once you start, you know, getting behind that curtain and you see what's out there, it really does, you know, it's, it's all about how you look at things. And, and just like you, that's one of the things I think about every day is like, what am I accomplishing before I'm hopefully 120 years old when I pass away? And like that, yeah. even though that, you know, on paper may look like an eternity. 
you know how fast it is. You know, I got a baby that's already nine somehow and, and, and uh, just stuff happens so fast. So just like with you in our little town, we love it when we visit, but it's the same thing. It's like they haven't had the luxury yet of reading these things that will totally change your life and, and make you look at the world a whole different way. Yeah, man, I think honestly being ignorant is not an excuse though. Right. You know, there's no reason anybody can't be educated in what they want to excel at. Not it's, it's literally, it's just pure laziness if you're not progressing to the next level. In this day and age, it's just, it's silly to me, you know? Yep, for sure. Cool, yeah. So, uh, so good. Um, so, one of the other things we like to talk about is, uh, you know, you, you talked a little bit about uh, your deals you do, like wholesaling real estate's one you did. Um, what, other, uh, what other important deals do you have out there you want to tell tell folks about um, what's important to you. Um, you talked a little bit about your, your growing up and, and being over there in Shaker. Uh, just right. a chance to talk about what's, what's important to you. Well, dude, honestly, lifestyle is important to me, right? I like to have a good lifestyle. I know a lot of people talk about balance. Most people talking about balance, by the way, are people that are lazy, looking for an excuse not to work, so they can't. Oh, I'm balanced. Well, dude, you can be balanced sitting in your house, drinking beer, watching football all day, feeling like you're balanced, but you're also not excelling. So it's like you got to find that inside yourself. But for me, you know, the truth is I'm involved in hundreds of deals a month, right, through my outlets of me, of people I'm impacting that I'm working with, not just my company, but multiple companies with one of the ventures you guys are helping me with. You know, these guys have many, many deals lined up, and there's a lot of moving pieces. So I think to me, um, you know, my days, are, I'm super excited about the big picture stuff. I don't get too technical anymore because – you can hire people to do the technical and tactical stuff. Sure. The problem is, is getting the high level vision with the leadership behind it to support them on what they're great at. Uh, one thing I'm, I always talk about people, if you want to really multiply your efforts, start hiring great people, pay them, and more importantly, allow them to do what you hired them to do. Because I used to be the guy that would hire people, try to pay them less, try to mule them out, give them more work. They fi I find out they're good. I give them more work and pay them less. <laughs> yeah. Suppress them. That's how I grew up. That's how I thought that's how it worked because I saw my parents. That's how everyone treated everyone where I'm from. So I thought it was just normal to do that. Um, but then I realized, like, you know, in individuals are investments. If I spend $80,000 a year for this employee, they'll make the company 800000 a year. That's a pretty good return on investment. Sure. Most people are thinking, oh, if I hire this person for 80 grand, I, I lose 80 grand this year. Well, it depends how you hire and depends what you're hiring them for, of course. But, you know, for me, like in the wholesaling world, it's so simple. The problem is most people don't do it because it's too good to be true. Right. It's too easy. Why the, the, the biggest mental hurdle for individuals is why would they sell it to me if they can get more for the property? Right. And the funny thing about that is, is, I, first of all, why even ask the question? No one, the answer is, could Not be many, many, yeah, it could be many, many, many things. Like, for example, let me paint a picture to anybody listening. Have you ever bought that bike? You probably have a bike hanging in your garage. Yep. You go to a yard sale, you're going to see the same bike for sale for 50 bucks. You right. know what I mean? The bike's sitting there for 50 bucks. Can you guys hear me okay? So the yep. bike's sitting there for $50 is because they're looking for convenience of getting it out. So yep. like when we're buying houses, like for example, today, I think the team's closing like 10, 12 houses today. There's people that have their, their parents passed away. So they're selling the house. There's an investor that's buying a bigger property. So he needs to quick cash, you know, literally a four day close Monday, the team talked to him and they're closing today. Um, so he, cause he needs cash. It's $140,000 in his pocket to go do something bigger. So he's looking at what he's going to make, not what 
most people think he's going to lose, which is interesting. He's still making money on the transaction because he bought it right when he bought it. So, but it's worth 200, right? Or 220 or something like that. And we're buying for, for 140. So some people are like, why would they sell it to me if it's such a great deal? It's because you're marketing. It's because you're listening. It's because you're helping them. And you're there. Yep. Yeah. And you're there. Like, you know, go to, it's kind of like, you know, painting the picture, like you're in the desert. You're so thirsty. You're like, I need some water. You have a hundred dollar bill in your pocket and someone says, Hey, I have a bottle of water. Right. You want it? Yes. It's a hundred dollars. You don't even think about it. You pay it because it's serving your need. It serves you. But on the other side of it, there's water everywhere. You're thirsty. You're not paying for anything because it's supply and demand and opportunity costs, right? Like the investor taking that 140 to go buy something bigger, he's going to make way more money than if he squeezed out an extra 60 grand on that deal. Truth is he's playing the game of monopoly in real life. And that's what he's doing. He's taking that cash and buying something way bigger. So I think people get caught up on wholesaling and, oh my God, it's a house. It's just a house. It's not yep. a big deal. Absolutely. You know, obviously if someone lives in the house compared to if they're an investor that just owns the house, there's a different dynamics of conversation, not emotional attachment as opposed to emotional attachment and timeline, right? Cause this person, an investor, if it's house sitting free and clear and no one's in the asset cause they just kicked the tenant out, they trash the house. They're just done that property would be up. We could close that in four days or less as opposed to the mom and pop that lives in the house that says, Hey, I just want a good deal. I don't want to deal with brokers. I don't want to deal with open houses. I don't want to deal with any of this other stuff. Right. And I don't want to fix it up. Right. Cause a lot of times people are like, why would they sell to you? Cause these houses need fixed up. You got to put 30, 40, 50 grand in them. The average mom and pop don't have 40 grand sitting in the bank account to fix it up to go to retail. We do, or we have access to, right? So you got to kind of like understand kind of what your value you're providing to the marketplace is. And I know this is easier said done. Like if you don't have cash, I started at 18 with no cash and no credit. So I had to do owner financing deals because it's all I understood. But I also realized, you know, the art is in the start, just get started and start learning how to navigate this conversation. Yeah. yeah it's amazing how many mechanisms are out there and all the different things in real estate. That's what, what, what uh, is really fascinating, you know, getting started with, the way you did. I mean, there's just so many different, different mechanisms and different ways you can get into it. That's great. Yeah. And, and you know, you're that principle of, Hey, we're going to the guy that needs it today. I mean, that same kind of business principle is for any kind of service or any product. Like you're not targeting grandma and grandpa that have lived there for 50 years and they still have 20 years to live. Like they're not going to sell to you, but you go to the guy that, you know, the property, the, the, the owner just passed away and they transferred to the son or, you know, there's an unfortunate divorce or something like that. And, and you are, providing uh, an outlet for them to just move on, which there's a huge value in anything. And, and we do, you know, some litigation and stuff. When you resolve an issue, there's a huge value to that. It may not pay the mortgage. It may not buy dinner, but there's a huge value in just getting something off your plate. And, you know, in, in wholesaling in particular, in this situation, that's what that does, but that goes for anything. You know, it's like, if you get a great deal, someone is benefiting by getting it off their plate. And, you know, and that's, that's wholesaling yeah. obviously is one way. Yeah, finality has a huge value. Yeah, for right, man. People. Get that shit off the plate. You, uh, you touched out a little bit on uh, employees. Well, I mean, this, co- this comes to like – Go ahead. Employees what? Oh, I was just going to say it was, it's good you mentioned employees. One of the things we like to ask folks about, let's say there's a listener out there, a young person out there uh, trying to figure out, uh, make their way in the world. What are some of the uh, characteristics or habits or, or things you look for in good team members? Honestly, man, I'm looking for positive people, number one. Very optimistic. 
people that accept their shit, right? They, they say, hey, I messed up. You know, I'm not looking for excuse makers. I'm looking for accountability people. Um, I can teach everything else. All the other stuff's easy to teach. You can, I don't think you can teach personality traits. I don't think you can teach people to looking for. Um, at the end of the day, you know, it, it depends on what role you're hiring too, right? Like I'm not looking for, you know, a high, a high fast starter to be an assistant. That's going to be pretty tough yep. for them because it's like they're just doing work, adding work. I think that's another thing we step back and say, hey, what's my unique ability? And then other people have unique abilities. Some people love doing paperwork. I hate it. No. You know, you, most salespeople hate paperwork, by the way, right? Yeah. So um, same thing with like, you know, out in the field guys. I, I have guys that work for our company. They love tinkering on stuff. They love fixing things with their hands. They enjoy it. Um, it's not the most pay. It doesn't pay the most, but it's where the happiest, where they feel like they're succeeding the most. They like to see it start to finish you know, that, that gives them a sense of accomplishment. So, I mean, we're really looking for people that are just hardworking, honest, you know, team players, um, you know, you got to have that team player atmosphere. And we like competitive people too, man, because, you know, we're, we're fighting every day. Yeah, it got to be that fire or else they're uh, kind of a dud, you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, and, and, and me as the leader too, right? Like I'm very high, like, let's go, shut the fuck up. Let's get this done. Let's go. Like, you know. I want solutions, not problems. We all have problems, but what's the solution in the problem? Let's fix it and let's grow. You know, one thing, probably the big, to me, hiring is fairly easy. The hard part is managing and leading, right? I think that's where a lot of people fell, including me. I definitely fell in the managing part. I can lead, but I assume everyone is, you know, ready to wake up at 4.30 in the morning and do everything they're supposed to do. They're effective, you know, they're hardworking and they get things accomplished, but that's not always the case, of course. So you have to have management tools. You have to hire people that understand that. I don't think like that. So it's like I hire guys to help me do that stuff. Um, and that's been a big help for us for sure as we grow. Yeah, no, that's hard. Um, that That is uh, the, the type of deep detail stuff that's like you should just hire someone to do it because it takes a ton of time. And if you don't, uh, it'll just be a pain in the ass later. Yeah, and I think, guys, the biggest struggle I see is a lot of people are saying, hey, I want to make a million dollars, but all their activities are $15 an hour activities. Yeah, for so sure. They're caught in the middle. They're so frustrated. Like, when is it going to break? Well, it's not going to break until you break the cycle of doing $15 an hour work, expecting millions of dollars. Listen, if, you, if, you're, if you're cool with making $15 an hour, keep doing it. But if you're trying to make a million, you have to become a different person. You have to think different. You have to be doing different activities you got to stop adding things up like one plus one is two. You got to be multiplying one times 10, one times 30. And this is why a lot of people don't hire because they don't have money in the bank account in their mind. But because they're like, I need 50 grand to hire. It's like, no, you need four grand a month. Right. You know, and, and you know, and truth is you only need two grand, right? Because in two weeks, you're going to know if they're good or not. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a great way to kind of hiring an assistant or a, a person to help you take stuff off your plate. A buddy of mine yesterday actually just hired a, guy, a person, his first hire ever. And I've been yelling at this guy for years. He literally last night, he's like, dude, what was I thinking? I've waited six years to hire someone. And this little, this lady literally gave me like eight hours extra a day of my life today. Yeah, it's huge. I was like, I was like what are you waiting on, man? And trying, it's to like, you, trying to tell you, Bozo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but nah. again, man, it's like we fight these weird things in our brain, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so one of the things um, I always find important is obviously networking is huge. You know, you have a bazillion followers. You've been doing this for a good, good amount of time. But I also know like that's kind of how we met was just, you know, like, hey, let's you know, get together and spend some time and get to know each other a little bit. So uh, first, 
can you kind of tell you know listeners about what is a memorable kind of um, addition to your network? You know, if there's anybody in, you know specifically, or you don't have to name them, whatever. Uh, that kind of expanded your network. You know, kind of scaled from that person, and then also just kind of talk generally about like networking, how important that is. You know, for your business. Well, yeah, I mean, the truth is, every one of my friends today are come from a mastermind, a networking. When I say networking, I'm thinking more mastermind, yeah, sure. higher level. Right. So a lot of times, for example, people are paying five grand to go to an event, right? Which is awesome. I think everyone should be doing that all the time. Right. Uh, you have the funds or the means. And if you don't, you need to find out how to get them because they're important. Um, you know, one of the guys is Matt. His name's Matt Fury. Early 2000s. Well, Dan Kennedy, he's in Cleveland. I, I think he's, you know, about to pass away. But he was a great guy to help me understand marketing, understand direct response marketing, that is. So he expanded my network because I'm hanging out with a lot of amazing marketers. So it made me want to become a better marketer, right? Because if you're hanging out in these clubs and environments, if you don't start excelling, they're going to kick you out of the club, yeah. right? So it's like I had to come back with feedback. I had to tell them what I was doing and what's working, what's not. And they would do the same and we would just share data, share uh, conversations. Well, we're all paying to play that conversation, right? Um, so I think as you're developing that a lot, here's one big thing I heard a long time ago is, when you're going to these 5K events or whatever, mine's actually 35,000 a year. One I belong to is 100,000 a year for three meetings. You know, yeah. it's, uh, it's about, it's more about, you're not paying for who's in the room. You're actually paying for who's not in the room. Sure. That takes a while to set in. You got to think about that. You're not paying for who's in there, even though everyone's in there paying. You're actually paying for who's not in there. Anybody that's investing in themselves, you want to be hanging out with. Because they understand the value that they're worth. By the way, when you invest, it's not in the person that you're going to, it's in yourself, right? Because the person that you're going to just offered the opportunity, now you're making the investment, he's putting it together, he or she, but you're really, it's really a confidence thing in yourself. Are you worth 35 grand a year? Are you worth 100 grand a year? Like the answer is yes, right? So if, if you believe it, the rubber meets the road, you got to cut the check or send the wire or do the credit card, <laughs> swipe it up. <laughs> the old um, yeah. But, but again, most people are talkers, you know, most people won't do it because they're like, well, that guy's a scam. Well, what's the scam? Because what you're saying is you're not willing to invest in yourself. It has nothing to do about the guy. Obviously he's providing a conversation. He's providing value some way, some shape or form, or you wouldn't be listening. What's the scam in it? Your friend that pays Dick, nothing is telling you, Oh, that's a scam. Don't go there. By the way, let's go to the Browns game and let's drink, get drunk. Cause yeah, Browns aren't winning. Uh, you know? drunk, yeah. As opposed to the guys like in our world, we're like, dude, I would be investing 50 grand with this person. Go make more money. Meet this person. My buddy, Tim Brach, you know him and I, he's been in a part of my mastermind for four, four and a half years. Like, dude, the guy's, you know, what, a quarter billion dollars in assets now. Not because of me, because of he's in a room where we're encouraging everybody to grow. He's driving us. We're driving him. Like, you know, every, not necessarily trying to one-up each other, but to kind of show up with value. And he's like, hey, I'm doing this. Hey, we're doing this. Hey, we're doing this. And like, you know, we're all learning. The biggest thing when you invest in yourself, you realize how much you don't know. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, guys, we don't know anything. And uh, the more I invest, the more I realize, like, we are peons in the grand scheme of things, right? Like a, draw, a piece of sand in the world. And, uh, like, how do we make the most of it? Get around amazing people. Have great conversations. Talk about production, progressive things, as opposed to, you know, flip back when I grew up. You know, everyone's talking about, you know, what they're not making, why everything's so hard. We're talking about like, dude, like this sucks, but here's what we're doing. There's always solution driven. 
you know, we're always talking solutions, guys. That's your guys' world, right? Solutions. Yeah. Right. No, exactly. Yeah. No, yeah, and you're, uh, you're the deal maker, right? You make the deal, and you really do. A lot of times deals have to be made. They, they don't just happen naturally and you just stamp this, sign that, and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it takes creativity, and like you've been talking about a lot, problem solving, uh, looking, for, looking for how you can make things work. And, uh, get yeah, I mean, dream making and deal making, right? I think you have to start with your dreams. What do you want? And then, you know, go deal make. What is the, first of all, you got to keep the deals to yourself. I'm waking up at 4.30 every day. That's a deal you make to yourself. Absolutely. This is how you control your confidence. This is how you grow your confidence. Show up every day at 4.30, seven days a week, not five days a week. You know, like, boom, you do this for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. And now all of a sudden you start feeling like, damn, that kind of feels good. Then you say, okay, I'm going to drink a gallon of water a day. Hey, I'm going to work out every day. Like, you know, you start setting these dreams up in yourself and start deal making internally. And before you know it, in 12 months, you're a totally different person. And uh, that, that's another thing too, right guys is like, we're different. We're, we will be different guys six months from now. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Like we're going to be so different, you know? So it's like, because we're product, we're always growing, we're learning. You guys are teaching us how to, you know, protect certain things and grow certain things. And I'm learning from you. We're learning from each other. Like there's yep. no ego in this. We want to grow and help each other. Yeah. I think right. one thing you talk a lot about is, um, get the turds out of your life. Like if you want to do well, hang around people that are doing well. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be like, hey, you know, you spend $10,000 and, and you, you get to be in the room with like, you know, Mark Evans or Tim Broth or anybody like that. It's like, hey, just go, you know, if you're a young person, start by like, you know, talking to your coach or talking to somebody that runs a little shop in your town just to like, because that itself will totally change your mindset. You're like, this guy owns a McDonald's. He, I mean, I, he didn't, you know, he doesn't seem like any smarter than my dad, you know, and, and, and I think just doing those things, taking those actions, spending time with certain people just to improve yourself. And if you're always trying to improve, I mean, you, like you said, six months from now, you know, just by us hanging out with you. I mean, I know so much more about things than, you know, I knew a couple months ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you mentioned uh, uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago on, uh, on one of your lives, you know, if you're struggling or you're having problems, you aren't sure what's going on. Just look at your habits, you know, show, uh, and show me your habits and I'll tell you, I'll, I'll show you what's going on, you know, and, and you yeah. got to change those habits and, what do you call it? King of the shitheads or what was it? Oh, sorry. Cut out there. What you guys cut out. What's that? Oh yeah. They're good. Uh, what is that thing you do? Is it called the uh, king of the shitheads or something? Dipshit? King of the dipshits, right? Dipshit, that's right. Dipshit. <laughs> dipshits is better. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, exactly. <laughs> so what happens though, the king of the dipshits is a real thing, guys. We all have king of the dipshit mentality yeah. moments. Like, you know, when you're growing up, let's say in my hometown, like, you know, everyone's talking about making $17 an hour. Then the king of the dipshits, like, I'm making eighteen fifty an hour. And you're like, oh, my God, I want to be him yeah. or her or whatever. But yet, no one's going anywhere. <laughs> like, what does it mean? I don't understand what it means. So, you know, typically from guys in our world, we're not trying to make more money necessarily and, and base it off of that. We're trying to – we're talking about growth, hiring. Uh, you know, obviously money comes involved in all that, but – like we're thinking about stuff that's, I don't know, the dip, king of the dipshits aren't talking about this stuff. Right. They're talking about, hey, I can't wait till Friday. Oh, Monday sucks. Oh, I make more than you. Oh, I didn't get my raise, but I got this. Oh, I get a company car. Who cares? Like, you know, does it really matter? So, you know, the problem is, is when you're trying to keep up, keep up with the king of the dipshits, you're still a dipshit at the end of the day. You know? <laughs> that's the problem. It is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and we all know people like this, by the way. So it might be your... It might be people that you love the most that are these people, by the way. So, and again, I'm not calling them out. They all know where I stand with this conversation. Cause like, I don't talk about stuff. I talk about growth. I want to, I want to like, 
I don't know. The biggest thing is I think people think they're going to live forever. Yep. And I know we're going to die. I'm 41 now. The older I get, the more I feel like I'm going to die sooner yep. than later. Yep. You know, let's say if I live to 78, half of my life is gone, <laughs> you know, which is a real thing. Yep. So I'm very anxious and very like, let's go. It's not moving quick enough. Let's go. You know, who, who do we need to call? There's no ego in this. I don't know anything. Tell me how to help, yep. you know, how to grow. Yeah. And I think I saw a good quote. Uh, I think it was, Steve Jobs or somebody was like, invest in now. Like, don't do it tomorrow. Don't do it Monday. Don't do next week. Like, do it. Invest <coughs> right now and get knocked out. And I and, and it's funny to talk about death. And you know, it's a it's a it's a dark cloud, but it happens. But like for us, our older brother passed away. He was like our best friend at 34. It's like when you have that perspective, you're like, you know, I I really don't give a shit that it's raining outside. You know, it's like big deal. Yeah. I'm still here. You know, I'm getting wet. That's cool. You know, just just change that perspective, understanding that. Our time here is so short um, and yeah. that, that'll make you get out of bed at four thirty every day for sure. Well, dude, if you don't think it's short, go to a cancer, go to a cancer hospital, go to, a, go to a nursing home. That's yeah. like the, death home, right. That's like, that's like steps to the death. You know, it's horrendous and horrible. So, but it's a real thing. And you know, for some reason people think they're living forever. <laughs> yeah. yep. I wish I had a mentor when I was a little younger. Um, I, they never talked about this. You know, yep. I, I did think at 20 and 30, you're invincible, dude. You're living forever. Right. You know, but the older I get, the more, probably like 30, 33-ish, I kind of started thinking about life differently. And now I'm really thinking about life way differently. Like I'm not trying to trade, you know, my hours to meet someone to pick my brain because I have no brain to pick number one. But number two, it's like I get frustrated. You know, it takes time away from my family. It takes time from what I'm trying to do. I, you know, a lot of times some of my best work is doing nothing when I'm sitting in my office, listening to music, writing notes. Like I, I'm very, this is my, this is me. Like I'm a pen and paper guy Yeah. yeah. Um, because it makes it real. I can touch it. I can feel it. I can see it. I got, you know, things hanging on the walls. Like it really wants, uh, I want to like see it because the computer screen messes with you. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, sure. No, that's great. You know, and, and a lot of people listening, like that's why we like, uh, like talking to people like you and doing this podcast is same thing, you know, when we were 20, we were curious, but it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't all those, there weren't podcasts. It's a huge theme. Of you couldn't, couldn't hear Mark Evans dropping some, some knowledge on people, you know, the way they can now. So that's what we really enjoy is appreciate you and, sharing and all it, these insights. And I think uh, all successful people are super curious. I mean, like, you do, like we've only talked a little bit about wholesaling, but that is a very small piece of what you do and keeps you busy. You know, one, you have, you know, wife and kids, of course, and that keeps you busy. But like, I think the number one uh, characteristic of successful people is being curious. Like if you're not like, how the hell does Mark Evans, you know, turn these houses or how does he get a marketing list and how does he direct mail, you know, bazillions of people every day, um, then you're never going to figure it out. So if, you know, if you're listening at home and you're like, what can I do better? It's like, be curious and figure out how, what the hell you want to be curious about. And that'll, that'll, that'll change your life for sure. Yeah, here's the problem is what we're talking about though guys we're talking about deprogramming now because right yeah. real, finish the statement curiosity kills the cat right yep. Yep. well curiosity has never killed me it's only excited me and grows me right like i'm like trying to figure out how you guys do things you're trying to figure out how i do things you know again i think the ego piece curiosity without execution will kill you yeah. Right, it's going to eat your soul alive yep. because that's called procrastination and or I need to get it right before I get it right kind of thing and still fuck it up. But, that's <laughs> a but what happens is curiosity is a driver for guys like us and anybody I know that's successful. Like we're, I mean, for fun for us is talking to someone that's doing better at marketing than us. 
for fun to us is how did you hire this person? Why are they still there? How can we hire someone like that? Like, that's fun. That's curious. Like we're learning, you know, I'm in multiple different businesses, like from media, which is way different than real estate and oh, yeah. real estate media are way different from health supplements. You know, these are three massively different marketplaces, but I can't be more excited and more curious. I was talking to a guy yesterday. I'm like, dude, who do I need to talk to? Who are the top 10 people in this space that I could talk to? I'll pay for them. I'll meet, I'll do whatever. Like I'm like a kid, you know, like I'm, I'm curious. I want to meet these guys in the beginning before this amazing technology that we have internet and audio and all this stuff out there like this is I used to tend to go to the lower hanging people, like the people that were like at right. my level, or maybe just one notch up. I'm only getting half-assed data. They're nowhere where I want to be where I, I want to go where I'm going, not where I'm at. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I want to go to the big dog and I will pay for that access because time you're buying time at that point. Yeah, man. You got to get those whales. Um, so I'll put you on the spot. Who is somebody living that you would, uh, die to meet today? Oh, wait, Edwin just went away. All right. One I second. lost you. There One you second. Go. Yeah, we just yeah, lost. I lost. So I'll start it again. I'll start it right now. Um, who, uh, today would you, uh, if you could choose one person, who would you meet today? Who would I meet today? Yeah. Anybody on earth. Put you on my, the spot. My grandma. <laughs> uh, well, no, is your grandma still living? No, she's dead. Oh, bummer. So I'd like to meet her again. But uh, yeah, no. who would I meet? You know, I don't know yet, honestly, because, like, you know, I feel like I meet everyone I want to meet, to be honest That's with you. I'm like, you know, are there some celebrity people, maybe? But, again, I'm not, I'm not excited about a celebrity because they're a celebrity. I'm more excited about what they've accomplished, right. not what the public thinks they stand for. Um, right now it's, you know, honestly, I'm so entrenched in my business and meeting people. If I could meet the number one supplement King in the world, I don't know who that is right now. Um, I think I know a couple of the guys I, I've talked to some of these guys already. Um, you know, to me, it's more like going to the guys that I feel connected to. I'm not motivated by just money that that might be my biggest thing. Like some people are motivated just by money, which is cool. Go to the money guy. There's guys make way more money than me, but that's all they care about. I think their family life. I know, I don't think some of their family lives are disarray, like all this other stuff. I more want to be more full circle as a guy, um, husband, father, son, you know, kid, you know, all this stuff and business leader. So I'm more looking for the guys that have all their shit together, not just one piece, honestly. It's really good. Yeah. And, and, um, what, what can you tell listeners about your, uh, your, your big deals coming up? What do you, what do you want to share and talk about when, you know, you made mention of a supplement. I don't know if you can talk about that today, but you know, what are you going to do um, from now? What are you going to be focused on? Yeah, no, man, listen, I'm focused on becoming a better leader. I think that's always a, a process in, in the making forever. You know, how to lead people better, how to listen to people. I tend to like expedite conversations because I know where they're going. So I don't let them go through the journey. I always say, if you don't fall in love with the journey, you're going to be toast, yeah. right? The journey is where it's at really. The destination's cool, but the journey is really, you don't even know that when you're in the journey. Cause you're like, I just wish I could get out. Then you get out and you're like, you go find another journey. Um, but you know, the supplement company will be growing. That will be uh, you know, that's going to be a nine figure yourself for me in uh, six years or less an exit possibly I was talking with my fiduciary. I might not want to even sell it because it can generate pretty big cash flow. So it's a good cash flow business. And more importantly, I'm not doing it just for the money. I'm doing it to prove to myself one, I could do a big company like that. Cause it's a way it's, it's so different than my world that I'm used to. Yeah, sure. so I'm trying to like change, like do something different. I could fail. I could fail massively. Um, I don't think I will, which why would you get in business thinking you're going to fail? <laughs> but, but I, I do feel pretty confident with what we have going on that things are progressing in a cool way. Um, 
that is one thing. The media company's growing. That media company is an amazing business. I, I, I just want to change people's lives. That's why I like the health stuff. That's why I like the real estate. Real estate, we can change financial futures for people, clients that buy these houses. They can quit their job. They can hang out with their kids more. They can take the family vacations they've been talking about for the last 20 years or dreaming about through access of real estate. So real estate changed my life. So I know it can change theirs. So I'm always talking about that. Same thing with health supplements, right? Like if you are overweight, you have diabetes, you, you know, you just, you, you know, you got more in the tank, if you will. Like I want our supplements to be that piece where it's like, Hey, I was 400 pounds. Now I'm at 225. I feel amazing. I'm back on track. I married my high school sweetheart or my dream wife or husband or what, you know, like to me, that's, I can't wait for these messages to come in. By the way, we already have them coming in. So I do think we're on the right track, but in a year from now, it could be thousands of people's lives changed yeah. through health, financial health, wealth, all these pieces. Wow. That's cool. Nice. Yeah. And it's, and it's funny. You, you say like, yeah, you know, the money is like, that's fine. That's not really a focus of yours. And I think yeah, obviously that's because you've done really well and you've seen that like, even if you're super wealthy and you drive Bentleys and like, you know, you get to fly in private plane stuff like that's not that important. I think it's like Jim Carrey, ironically, that said like he yeah. wished everybody was rich. So yes. then they could see that's not it. You know, that's not what they're missing. And, um, and it's, you know, it's really cool that you're going to do things to help people, you know, yeah, listen, and at the end of the day, I'm a business owner. I'm making money. You got to make money. If it doesn't make sense today, you can't grow to be bigger tomorrow. Sure. You know, a great, a great piece on this is Bill Gates, right? Oh, there's a thing on Netflix about Bill yeah, Gates' right. brain. Yep. He talks about, like he's, what, investing five, six billion dollars a year into all these things. Even Bill Gates has money issues, right? Like these are money issues. You have to be raising money. You have to understand how money works. There's infrastructures and dynamics so I don't want to cherry coat it like I'm not here to make money. I'm here to get fucking yeah, stupid rich, honestly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that is nice. Yeah, right. Like crazy stupid rich. It's I like for the convenience what money gives me. It gives me time to think bigger. It gives me opportunities to do quicker family vacations on jets or, you know, whatever. So money is a very big part, especially in the beginning. Like that's what we're chasing. That's what you need to do what you're really trying to do. And then, but there are levels on that. Once you get to a certain point, you know, I, I don't care like if, okay, if I make more money, awesome. I'm going to want to, but if I don't, I'm going to readjust and sell or buy or, or move forward or shut down. I mean, you know, money is a measuring tool <laughs> for business success for sure. Um, I'm not in it for charity. That's definitely a, a fact. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned uh, uh, one Bill Gates Netflix deal. Uh, what are some other things uh, for any young person or uh, person who hasn't read uh, these life-changing books? Can you name a couple of books or, or things yeah. that, have, that really impacted you and, and changed your perspective? Yeah, I think the best way I always would say start with where you're at. Where do you want to go? So I always think a lot of times people are reading books too far in advance. Therefore, they're never going to get there. It's going to take a lot longer. So start with where you're at, like Think and Grow Rich, The Magic of Thinking Big. These are all mindset books like that are going to get your brain thinking a little differently, especially if you're stuck at home and you're like kind of grew up like I did. You're like, shit, this is my life. This is all I know. Is there another world out there? So you got to kind of unlock certain levels and new doors in your mind so you can go through them and start experiencing them. You know, like if you see a Ferrari or, you know, whatever excites you, I'm using materialistic things to kind of like get you out of your comfort zone. But if I grew up poor, I saw a Ferrari, dude, I stopped this true story. I stopped, went into the restaurant and said, whose Ferrari is that? Like, you know, well, it stands Ferrari. You want to have dinner with them? Yes. Let's, I want to meet them. Sit down. And, you know, like I always saw people that had money like that were dirt jerks. They weren't nice. They were taking advantage of people. This guy had 60,000 employees. He's helping a lot of people. Yeah. So, and he was super cool. 
right? Money only accelerates who you are and all that. But magic of thinking big, think and grow rich, anything Dan Kennedy, if you're trying to learn marketing, you definitely got to be reading Dan Kennedy's. Uh, you know, he's got a great book about the entrepreneur mindset as well, about how to really expand it um, through a marketing conversation, which is very cool because he's selling you on different strategies through the conversation, uh, which is great marketers. That's what they do, right? They create a story. Um, what's some other what about, the, what about the entire Mark Evans catalog? I'd say, I'd say that. Well, if you, if I can barely spell and read and write, but uh, you know, there's a great books. I mean, I got the new one coming out called magician versus the mule. That should be out here by uh, Thanksgiving of 2019, which I'm excited about. Nice, nice. Yeah. Magician versus the mule. So we're really excited about that because we've all been grown, designed as mules, you know, wake up, go to work, shut up, blah, 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 blah. But there's a magician effect that we're doing. You and I, we're creating this audio for 45 minutes. It will go out to thousands, hundreds, if not millions of people. Right. And it'll get 45 right. minutes. That's all right. Start, you guys start yeah, that's right. <laughs> the art is in the start. You know, you don't have to get it right. Just get it going. But we have a thousand hours that gets heard for a one hour conversation. To me, that's magician style stuff. And then as you guys develop this out two years from now, now you have 80 of these shows. Now you can turn that into a book you yeah. know, or a course or a, or more importantly, the connections you make from it, right? So there's so many other cool things I'm thinking about, but um, I'm just looking here. Traction, Traction by Gino yeah, Wickman. That's a great right. book for business building if you're in the business. The biggest thing I would say, depending on your audience is, and if you're, if you're, say if you're a lawyer, stop going to lawyer events, go to marketing events, go to yeah. business structure events, learn how to build a business. You already know how to do law. That's what you spent six years going, I think. Right. I don't know how many years you go to, but right. whatever it is. I do know from doctors, lawyers, accountants, all these people, they're so entrenched in their little network because they understand the language and they forget to step outside. And I do know they don't know how to build a business typically. I do know they don't know how to hire and lead people because it's hard. They don't teach that stuff. Even to me in real estate, like I never learned that stuff until I started learning business. Until I said, hey, I want to sell a company one day. What does that look like? You got to know how to read a P&L. What's a P&L? Profit and loss. You right. got to know your KPIs, key performance indicators. How do you drive your company? What numbers do you need? Um, you know, the 10 minute business owner, I wrote a lot about that kind of shorthanded this conversation. You know, you're on an Island. Who do you talk to? What do you talk about? What's happening right. for 10 minutes a day? Like these are like you create a massive amount of uh, you know, um, constraint and then it gets you thinking differently. Right. You're going to think different if you have 30 minutes a day or you have 30 hours a day. For sure. Right. You're, you're going to move differently. You're going to talk differently. I like constraints. That's why I'm selling company for nine figures in six years. Typically takes 12 to 13 years to do that in that industry. I know because everybody's done it, but I also know a guy did it in six years. So therefore it becomes possible like the four minute mile, right? Yeah. Someone right. Said, why can't I? Right. That's what I ask myself. So again, it's like these things that you got to kind of hack. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. And uh, so good. Appreciate that. Now. And, and then um, we know you're on Amazon, Mark Evans, and then uh, you do a lot on Instagram. Can you share with folks if they want to follow up and get some more? Uh, yeah. What's the best way to get at you? Yep. Yeah, man. No, I appreciate it. Uh, Mark Evans DM on Instagram, face everywhere. Mark Evans DM.com at Mark Evans DM anywhere online would be the biggest. And yeah, most what was the cool, uh, Adam heard you somewhere where you were like, you give your babies like a URL, right? Oh yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, no yeah, one no. does that. And, uh, and yeah. I actually looked it up for my babies uh, after I heard from you. I was like, yeah, yeah good idea. Yeah. 
Well, you know, I do two things for the kids. Well, three things. One, my son's the youngest self-directed IRA holder in the world, right? Because as soon as he was born in two weeks, he had an IRA. He has deals yeah. going on all the time. Now my daughter, Drea, Drea Evans. You, you can go to these, markevansdmjr.com, driaevans.com. Um, these are sites, as soon as they're born, we go buy their domain and then we set up an email account, right? So what we do is create an email account where we can communicate with them via email when they turn 15, 16, 20, whatever age, we give them their login information and they have a massive hundreds of pages of emails from grandma, grandpa, cousins, friends, you know, whoever. And, and more importantly, you're protecting their name online, you know? Yeah. No, that's, that's really cool. That's really good. Yeah. That's, that's a good nugget. If you yeah. don't get anything out of today, that, that, uh, that was especially good. So yeah, sure. yeah, man, I think that's a good, good spot. We, you know, we just learned a ton, yep. uh, in our, on, from our side over here and, uh, congratulations on everything you got going on. Appreciate you showing up today. Yep. And, uh, we look forward to doing some more, uh, work together Definitely. and, uh, yes, Mark Evans, DM Instagram, the guy actually will write you back. I mean, he wrote me back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> pretty cool. And, no, dude, listen, I think, I think it's our duty to, I think it's our responsibility to reply back to people that's willing to raise their hand. Cause out of a thousand people, you might only get three responses, right? Yep. So if, if they have the balls to step up, I want to make sure I engage them and, and respond back to them for sure. I think everyone should do that. Really cool, man. Well, thanks a lot for your time. Thank you guys for having me. We'll be talking soon. All right, buddy. Bye. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Here's the Deal with Paul and Adam Vincent. Paul and Adam are brothers and real estate business attorneys from the Cleveland area. They also own a real estate and a business brokerage. They can be reached at office at vincentesq.com or on Facebook. Theme music for Here's the Deal by Paul and Dan Vincent. And I'm David Vincent of DL Voice. Catch me on dlvoiceover.com. Thanks again for listening, and best of luck with all your deals.